keeping it regular holding, and then I squeezed. Sounds like a bad video on the internet. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast, the only podcast that's as good as a PBA card. I am Tom Saltman. I am a Travis. I'm a Cody. Yeah. And we're going to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Start off strong there. We're not going to fuck you. Right, Mention no. us to anybody that pulls you over. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Mm, I don't know. That's not a very good thing. No, just mention. Yeah, no was, promises. Yeah. Just mention. Yeah. All right, so that was everyone's week, dogs. Good. Did a lot uh, of video game stuff. Yeah, video games, and I shat a lot this week. Dude, I love that. Any particular reason? I really love that. I was eating a lot, and I was eating a lot of greens and soups. Ah, your roughage? Yeah. Oh, you got a lot of roughage. Did splatter. Yeah. W- w- hard as yes. soup. Yeah. I, w- I was hard as soup this whole week. Just soupy, hearty, soupy. Yes. Cody, how right. were your poops this week? Uh, nominal, Captain. Nominal? Nominal. All right. All systems nominal. Beautiful. All right. Travis, you're so for disappointed. You? It wasn't like shitting blood. It yeah, seems, I wanted you to say I was shooting uh, worms or something. Something cool. Shooting worms. Shooting, oh, worms. shooting worms. My work, my week was all right. I went on a little trip. I went, went into New England. Oh, yeah. Lay, lay a little bit of that yeah, song. I talked to. So basically, I, I went to the town of Newport, which is in Rhode Island, which is the best cigarette you can smoke. Yeah, as Tom would, would, would vouch. So I went to this place in Newport, and there's a, if you're ever there, check out this old stone mill. It's this structure that they say Vikings might have built. But I got the inside scoop. I was hanging out, and there was this dude who was like, oh, you want a free fucking tour of the structure? It's like just basically a tiny little, you know, cylinder it's made a, out of stone. It's a large trash can. Yeah, like a exactly. Trash can. So this guy's showing me all these, like, different points where, like, the stars align and all this shit. And he's like going all into the shit, and I'm like, all right. And at the end of the tour, I was, uh, the tour was with a bunch of people from Florida because mm. they're like cruise ships coming. Floridians. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I got a, I got a museum. He goes, and if anyone wants to come to my museum, you're welcome to come. Oh, I thought that's what he was calling your group, a museum. No, so the Florida people so fucked old. off. I was like, oh, I got nothing to do. Let's hang out with this dude. He was this like borderline conspiracy dude who was complaining about his ex-wife the entire time. <sighs> okay. And his museum was just a bunch of pictures and like talking about how the locals don't respect this thing. And oh. like John D made this and like, ah. Was this gentleman related to Alex Jones or was he Alex Jones? He was a Rhode Island, New England version of Alex Jones. So very well-spoken, like soft-spoken. Well, I'm sorry. Like an NPR Alex Jones. Oh, wow. Oh, NP Jones. <laughs> well, I mean, next time I go to Newport, I will be visiting him. Yeah, I was in a dark room with this man. He turned the lights off. He showed me what an Obscura camera did. Oh, I, I love oh, those. Those, those are, are cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Anyway, it was, was weird. He like, uh, have you ever seen a picture in the dark? Yeah. yeah. Upside and down? I, he might have touched yeah. me. I know. I mean, I blacked out for most of it. Well, it's hard to tell it's, when you're already It's got to be very yourself. dark to use a camera obscura. Mm-hmm. All right. So who is on the choppy boy this week? Uh, did it. I've done the research. Hey. Oh, shit. Yours truly, Tom Saltman, is doing one Janis Joplin. Oh, mm. I know that one. Yes, Janis Joplin, or as I will say, the Drunk Toplin Hobgoblin. <laughs> drunk Choplin Hobblah Blah. Yeah, Janis Joplin. Yeah. Now, if you don't know who Janis Joplin is, 
She was the quintessential female rock and roll blues woman whose rise to fame and fortune during the Summer of Love is totally unforgettable. Unlike her songs. Right, so she's the one that did like all the things you said, all the things you said, running through my head, running through my head, running through my head. I believe that was a uh, by the lesbian. Janice Joplin. Joplin. Yeah, she had the voice of a cat and the look of a shaved cat. <laughs> she had the whole package. She was a cat. Yeah. yeah. The late 60s, as we've covered before with Slippery Ginsburg and Messi Garcia, was a perfect time to sling soft shits at the wall to see uh, what our culture was ready for. And Janis Joplin essentially was the gem of soft shits. We yeah. all remember her. Mm. Yes. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. Extra soft. Dietary like if you were fiber. hard, if you were hard and Janice came on, you'd get extra soft. Yes, you would. Okay. Because you said shave cats. Might grow soft. Not very sexual. Not sexual. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Any questions before I uh, I pull in? I pull into the, 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 the driveway of Janis Joplin's life. So, I know this sounds very base. Okay. But we're talking late 60s, 70s? Late 60s. Late 60s. That's right. How big was her bush? It was a tremendous bush. Tremendous bush. Because I've seen porn from that time, and the bush is always like... Yeah, it was basically, uh, have you ever cleaned out your dryer before? Is your house not on fire at the moment? (laughs) It's just like that. Yeah, I mean, little trim. That's all I'm saying. Men and women, little trim. Everybody. Yeah. Okay, so let's take it from the top. Janice was born January 19th, 1943 in Port Arthur, Texas. Port Arthur, Texas. They got ports in Texas. They do. Well, on the Gulf side. Yeah, the the Gulf. Gulf Mm -hmm. She was eating that gumbo, that shrimp. Absolutely. Very close to the Louisiana border. Oh, Louisiana. And at this time, Port Arthur was kind of a decent place because of the heavy oil economy. So there was a lot of people going there, a lot of engineers. Mm. Uh, It was a very conservative and boring, but it was a quaint town. Mm. It was, uh, they they took care of themselves. So they had like jerky shops and shit. Um, They'd roll in town and be like, here's our candle shop. And our jerky shop. This was definitely before candle shops became hot. Yeah, like what is the parameter Uh, for quaint town? Is it mom and pop shops? It means have a motel. It means that most people gave a shit, unlike most of middle America today. Mm. 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 I'm not saying that there aren't great people in middle America, but when you drive around, it's just big, ugly structures and a a lot of destitute. I mean, Port Arthur today has an extremely high unemployment rate due to us importing oil from other places and doing business around the world. Like, it's it's not a great place right now. So it was like a boom town. It was, and then it just it just fucking like a ghost town. Yeah, well, that, and then also you had Hurricane Harvey recently. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that one. It was last year or so, but fucked up Houston. Right, it definitely fucked up that town a little bit more. Mm. Okay. It still has some gems and stuff. It's got a little history. It's, it's not got, a terrible it's place. It's got the staple that any town needs. It's not a total wash. Yeah. No, it's got oh. the staple that any town needs, a Papa John's. They're sustaining themselves. Like, we you don't have food. a Papa John's. What? We don't have a Papa John's. We got well, one in Hicksville. I mean, you can throw a rock at uh, not Hicksville or that direction. Well, I'm just saying they're not a proper yeah. town, dude. We're not an American town. We're a village. Yeah. <laughs> We're a village. <laughs> now, her mother, Dorothy Bonita East, who claimed to be the vice president of Port Arthur College, but most sources say she was just a registrar, and her father, Seth Ward, Joplin, hmm. who was an engineer for Texaco, the two of them, they had three children. Janice mm. was the oldest. Sounds like a... Star Wars villain. Seth. Ward Joplin. Ward. Ward. Ward Joplin. <laughs> Seth Lord Joplin. I have, Lord. I have news to report on the rebels. Yeah. A little baby Joplin, child-sized, if you would. As she was considered not. normal. Yeah. Everything's cool. 
She was just like a regular little uh, blunt-faced girl, you know, pretty uh, forgettable <laughs> by all accounts. But two notable things was that she always wore pants, which was very strange at this time. Oh, there and were. I'm not a judging. I don't a care. Yeah, it was a skirt time. You got to say this is 19. She was born 1943, so this is the early 50s yeah, we're talking okay. about. She wasn't opting out of in just nakedness. No, no, <laughs> no. It's just in something lieu of pants or skirts. That's that's something in the in the book I was thumbing through that was noted a few times in the beginning. Right. People mentioned that, and also she had the mouth of a sailor from a very young age. She was saying that fuckers. She was saying the hunters. She was saying, oh my god, I had to take a a poopy. Where'd she get the potty? <laughs> I had to take a poopy. That's how sailors Where, talk. Yeah. yeah. Arg. Where'd, where'd well, she I'm get, a pirate now. Where'd you get the sailor mouth from? No one really knows. Uh, uh, possibly from counterculture. She was always kind of drawn to that. But yeah. from a young age, she always said the fuckies. Ah. Oh. El fuck. Now puberty. There's something hilarious about a small child dropping an f bomb. Like, dude, it's great. Yeah, how so young too, was yeah. he? Like three? Like five? Ah! No, like uh, between the ages of like nine to puberty age. Still funny. Which is like still funny. Twelve still or so. Still good. But puberty is where all the shit started to happen, and we saw something different in Janis Joplin. Oh, she grew a puke. She she bloomed. Well, no, she I did. think it's no. Is that that's kind of weird though? Well, puberty. <laughs> you grow going. pubes. When you're you grow pubic hair, yes. I know, it's weird, though. Why is that well, so weird? Well, where's the Because, hangout? like, why don't they just, like... What, so puberty's just all about growing pubes? No. I'm just saying. It just coincides with the phase of life you're in, the hair name. But why would they name it pubes? Because, because if it's, it's pubic. Well, I mean? Well, no, wait, it, pubic means, it's like, not, pelvic. It's not pubarty, it's puberty. <laughs> Well, that's the that's yeah. a, a higher Simpson. English way of saying it. The higher English, yes. <laughs> higher English with Travis Lee. <laughs> Come visit our website. <laughs> Travis Lee will talk with you After, at you yeah. much better so yeah. dot or <laughs> at puberty you Look, fire the says mind. Right. I'm just saying, Phoenix University, I'm gonna come at you. You gonna wanna learn higher English? Come a learny with higher, me. Higher Tech English. Come, come a learny with me. I will teach you higher English, Ordy. Uh, Why is he speaking like a Japanese anime We can't boy. do subtitles. No, I'm not speaking like an anime boy. We can't oh, do Japanese. subtitles. I'm not like anime boy. I will teach you very good to speak. <laughs> I'm just saying I got an English major, dude. Yeah, no, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No one does. Yeah, no, we no don't. one here at the table does. Let's get back to Janice and Please. her inability to do stuff. Sorry. She's swearing like a sailor. So, totally normal kid until junior high, seventh grade, eighth grade. Got it. Yeah. This is at Thomas Jefferson High School, because uh, I believe they're all bunched together. It was a small town. TJ mm-hmm. High. It's where she starts to get bullied and picked on by everyone pants. else. Well, it's the pants. It's also she had uh, some weight issues growing up. She got a little bigger. Who didn't? Yeah, normal stuff. I I can relate. The kind of things that teenagers go through. But she did have very bad acne. Same. Mm. To the point where she had to get dermabrasion. Not same. Do you know what dermabrasion is? Sounds like belt sanding. It's exactly that. (laughs) Done to your face. The procedure is an old-timey doctor uses, like, a Brillo pad or a sterile sandpaper uh. to smooth out the lumpy crater skin that is your face. Oh, oh. I, I was right. Yes. You weren't kidding when you said Dermabrasion. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense. Braze your cutting. face. Yeah. yeah. And I feel bad. You know, you're a little kid, and, you know, you, you start yeah, dealing fuck. with that. Nobody, nobody wants to deal with that. No. But, but it, she, even- no, she took it to heart, as some people who can't grow up do. Right. 
where this kind of like formed who she was. Mm. Now, it's one thing to be like on the outside of stuff, have some anger issues, but this person embodied that very much so, as I'll get into later. Right. What I was going to say is like, dermabrasion has got to be, the situation's got to be pretty dire for you to say like, yes, Brillo pad me. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so she never grew up out of this whole like, People bully me. As you'll take note throughout listening to this, she never really dropped that. She was always teenage angst. Oh, okay. Uh, like, I don't know. I feel like when I was in high school, can you get a little, little deep? Or not in high school, even junior high. Maybe more junior high. Okay. okay. That's when people are, like, really going through some weird shit. You're just like, my dick is growing large. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> my dick is you already know, at eight feet. Tits, what do I do? Yeah, there's tits <laughs> popping out of, like, people that I kind of find attracted to. You know what I mean? Like... That yeah. shit's happening. Oh, and yeah. There's angst going on. But you can't hold it but against you don't people. Hold... Everyone's trying. It's, yeah. tri- it's tribal stuff. Like You're figuring that shit out. We're all human. We just, just rub each other. You're supposed to be angry when Not you're at school, young. Travis. Well, yeah, you, you framed can. it all you in want, junior no, high. No, you want to do it when you're in junior high. You want to rub against everything. Oh, oh, not yeah. when I'm in the building. Oh, yeah, dude. I was rubbing against fucking poles and shit. I don't know. What building were you in? You know, okay. So I don't know if I told this quick anecdote on the podcast before, but the first time I met Travis... <coughs> oh, yeah, I don't think you did. No, the first thing he said to me, I was wearing a beanie cap that I really liked. I was wearing it in the cafeteria. I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to be cool. And it wasn't working with the cool kids, so I went to Travis's table. <laughs> first thing Travis says to me is, you look like a cancer patient. <laughs> survivor. Survivor. Was a survivor? No, it was a patient, okay, because patient. The, be- the beanie looked like I was going through chemo. Okay. Well, so you I also get- probably had a buzz head or something, you know, not through the pompadour. No, no, no. But, uh, you know, I-, I just knew we'd be friends. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you look like that. I did. And it was <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You're throwing shit out there on the wall. That's beautiful. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was our first conversation. Tommy, don't look like a cancer patient anymore. I fucking can't. I know I don't. I look like a sexual man. You look like the most sexual person I've ever met. I feel that way. <laughs> but during these times of angst... This is the rise of the beat movement, as we've covered with Ginsburg before. If you haven't listened to the Ginsburg episode, go back and give that a listen and see what's up. See what's in your mind. See what the ever-growing free love experience was of the late 50s into the 60s. Now, Janice grew up during this. She was in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And she was also a big fan of blues music. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've heard Janis Joplin music, it's basically blues music with the... Uh, psychedelic facade right so are you saying that they should maybe expand their mind i'm saying their minds were plenty expanded (laughs) they needed to expand i'm saying but our fans should expand their mind listen to ginsburg sure expand your mind yeah Mm -hmm. take that popper she was influenced by those damn beat poets that we love so much and blues artists such as bessie smith ma rainey and of course lead belly I, got, I batted zero for three there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right. Lead some, Belly sounds awesome. People, well, people sounds might like a Ninja Turtle villain. We're actually going to cover Lead Belly at some point. Cool. I just feel like that's somebody that just swallows a whole bunch of bullets. It's a great name. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Lead Belly. Now, towards the end of her high school career, she became friends with Port Arthur's first beatniks. Mm. And these people were James Langdon, Grant Lyons, and David Moriarty. Now, you don't have to remember these names, but it's kind of like if you're in that situation as a teenager and you're looking for someone to be friends with that has those interests, the same people who paint their nails black, the same people who listen Mm. to Slipknot. (laughs) Um, Hot topic. Yes. And you find it in the older folks. 
and they welcome you. And now you feel real cool out of nowhere. Right. You felt like shit your whole high school career. And then all of a sudden in junior year, you find someone years old, a year older than you. And they're just on your wave, man. Cool. Mm. Bruh. It, it mm. does feel nice when you like you get it to, to somebody that, you know, gets it. Yeah. So now she's got her three friends, <laughs> Jim, Grant and David, who are telling her that everything she's doing is cool and groovy. Such American names. They start getting down with free love stuff. Oh, so start, they're like touching everything? Well, they start... Uh, they is that start, what that is to you in your mind? Yeah. Well, they start crossing the border over into Louisiana late at night to go see black people music. Mm. Because that was that was rough back then. You gotta consider, this is a very conservative place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You don't want your daughter going to Louisiana to go to a black nightclub. That was no way back Things then. might happen there, Tom. Exactly. Was Seth Warren, uh, did he approve of this? Probably not. He's pretty mm. out of the picture from... Okay. Uh, he was there. He was a family man. They were pretty well-to-do. Right. They, so she didn't come from, like, a poor family. This was, like, they had every, all she wants. They were upper, you know? upper middle class. Okay. Everything she needed, she was fine. She was provided for. So she's trying to make, like, a... I feel like there's a lot of people that like try to fit that narrative, like, oh, I come from this like wealthy family, but go to Brooklyn. Try to try to get try to get dark. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like the folks who go to Brooklyn, who, who no, no, not dark in a what? dude. You just spun that in the completely no, wrong direction. No, I didn't. You confused me to fucking high hell. No, I didn't mean. I didn't mean racially. I mean like. What do you mean? I don't. I'm, I meant like you're trying to get like, oh, like my dad beats me, like dark and oh, okay. emotional. Uh, sense. That, 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 gotcha. No, yeah, no, you know what I mean. None of that gotcha. ever happened. Yeah, it was all fine. But she's like spinning it like that, you know, like oh, uh, well, she kind of spun it like, uh, you know, you got to live off the land, uh-huh. i.e., steal from people, steal from the supermarkets because for some reason they did something wrong to you, right? Uh, bullshit political stuff that comes. with... I don't condone, but understand. I don't understand. Okay. Right. No. Uh, it's like a lashing out thing in my book. I, I see the lashing out part, but when you start to rationalize like that, I think it's pretty dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Especially if that it's a lashing yeah, it's thing dangerous. into your 20s. Like, it's a little weird. But to uh, to contextualize some of the free love that we were talking about, to quote Jim Langdon, none of us had a romantic attachment to her, but that's not to say there weren't sexual encounters. Mm. Janice was known as the slut in high school. Uh-huh. Okay. Bad place to be when right. you're when you're nineteen uh, early nineteen sixties Texas. It's not a no late fifties. Keep in mind the the uh, the hippies were all about pants and being comfortable. It doesn't yeah. mean they wouldn't take them off super. Oh quick. yeah, I mean nowadays you want that mini skirt, mm-hmm. but back then it was like, oh, she's wearing pants. That's slutty. Her what? hair is long and it's you not know? in a beehive hairdo. The higher your hair, the closer to God you are. Yeah, well, her hair was just down towards Satan's yeah, dick. Yeah, covering her nips up, getting <laughs> all sexual. Growing towards her own private parts. That's right. But do you think, Dwellon, do you think that she might have braided her nip, her, ha- her hair head with her armpit hair into one What tactical hair? advantage does that offer? It offers a sexual prowess. Does it? Yeah. Right in. If you're a hippie. Right in. Roast mortem cast. Yeah. If you can... Braid your hair to something else on your body. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if that turns you on or turns you off or if you've ever seen it at all. So by college, Janice had... (laughs) Good seg. By college, Janice had discovered her love of singing and performing. She attended Lamar State College and shortly after University of Texas in Austin. The campus newspaper, the Daily Texan, ran a profile on her 
in the issue dated July 27th, 1962, headlined, She Dares to be Different. The article begins, She goes barefooted when she feels like it, wears Levi's to class because they're more comfortable, carries her auto harp with her everywhere so that in case she gets the urge to break into song, it will be handy. Her name is Janis Joplin. What a quirky girl. Oh, OMG. Now, a slightly more liberal place like Texas, beginning to embrace the free love hippie movement, they're going to find the most hippie person and write about them the same way that Vice does today. Yeah. It's not really an article. It's just kind of a waste of time. (laughs) I totally agree with that. What is an auto harp? I don't know what that is. An auto harp? I don't even know. I think I'm mixing it up with... Is it that keyboard thing you blow through? That's a melodica. The one that, like, the hipsters use? I'm going to double check, because I think I know what it is. I want to know what it is, because I've heard that before. I don't know exactly what that is. It's too obscure for me. Oh, I've seen these bitches. So basically, it's like a... It's a harp, but you can... You you set the keys to what notes you want to play. Oh, so you don't actually have to play. No, you have to play it, but it's like kind of... Kind of like pitch adjustment. Yeah, you you can set the parameters of what notes it's hitting. Wait, so this bitch is skipping around her campus playing a fucking harp. Yeah, you're like, like, wow, so cool. Right, because it was kind of in. She's wearing tie-dye, she's like working at coffee uh, shops, and it's, uh, I don't know why anyone would write an article about this person. No. But that's fine. We yeah. have it. Yeah. Now let's talk about leaving Texas. All right. Mm. Into the shit. Janice met a beat poet by the name of Chet Helms in some shitty bar in Texas. What? Chet Helms. Chet Helms. Now, he was already pretty well-traveled. He was a few years older. He had been around the place. He had been hitchhiking, which was very big in America at this time. Something I'm a little jealous of this uh, era in which you were able to just kind of leave your house and put your thumb up and see where the the road takes you. Free Uber. Yeah. and um, Wow. That's pretty much what it was. Wow. Yeah. Imagine that shit. And if you were a girl, it was a lot easier. Free oh, yeah, just throw a little bit of tits. Mm-hmm. It was it was the it was it was the knee and ankle. Remember the Tom and Jerry skits? Like, mm-hmm. oh. wait, what are we in a Muslim country? No, knee and ankles. Yeah, it was like oh, the yeah, girl yeah. used to like stick out oh, her like okay. leg out under her skirt and all like the Looney Tunes commercials and then like, Ooga. yeah, it, that would happen. The eyes would inflate and the car would instantly stop. Okay, yeah. It, at the time, it was the look at women and how easy their lives were because it would show like a homeless guy. How you doing? Can't yeah. get a lift anywhere, but as soon, as soon as he puts out a lady leg, he gets a lift. Oh, yeah. I do mm-hmm. know that trope. Yep. I've done it. <laughs> and since Janice was occasionally making trips to Louisiana to go see those shows. The and Blackman she, shows. That's right. And she started playing her own material around Austin. Chet figured it was time for her to go to San Francisco to move up the ranks of stinky musicianship. <laughs> so Chet decided this. Chet saw a lot of promise in this young Janice job. So she, he was kind of like her agent, but she, since she was like a slut, uh, probably also. They did sleep together. I was reading in the book. It's not my script, but the uh, Cody, can you hand me this stupid book? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this book is Pearl, the yeah. Pearl Necklace. No. Now I was reading this book, and I didn't get very far because I really did not like Ellis Amburn's writing. Yeah, I, I like that name. Yeah, it's a good good name, but uh, it, it kind of like I hate it. I don't like how much he likes her while he's writing it. Yeah. Um, so what was the point? Oh, yeah. He was talking about how Chet. Sleeping with Chet and being the manager of Chet. Yeah, that was that a funny fact thing. That she was a slut. Now, and- they were in Austin, Texas, and they got a, a lift to Fort Worth, Texas. 
where Chet lived with his mom, and his mom saw Janis Joplin, who was just, like, drunk and stupid already before coming in the door, and was like, yeah, you guys can't stay here. And then Chet <laughs> got into a fight with his mom after eating some of their pork chops, and then they mm. left and hit the road again. Why do pork chops start fights? It's always pork chops. Every mm. goddamn time. I mean, I always, I always think that's funny when you hear about these, like, beat poets, and there's, like, this, like, romanticism about them, like, you know, like... Like Kerouac. Like Kerouac or whatever, they're brave. They're so, they're hitting the road. But, like, you hear these things about, like, they're living with their parents. And it's like, and I'm not knocking anyone that lives with their parents, but it's like. They're the most ungrateful people to live with their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're writing about freedom and being, like, in in the universe and blah, 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 blah. How about you get your shit together? Yeah, You're already well, getting paid to write stupid articles. Yeah, Go you, get an apartment. Yeah, you, you make enough money to have your own apartment for, like, fucking three bucks a month. So, uh, <laughs> get me started. Off. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get too much into that because, as we covered with Ginsburg mm-hmm. and and Garcia is like, you know, the economy differences. And right. I, I don't want. I get that. that. I don't, I don't want that to be the theme of of how I talk about hippies. I want to talk about other stuff. Right. Too. So she's going and she's going to San Fran. Yeah, she's going to San. Getting Fran. that rice aroni treat. Tom, can I say I enjoy having Ginsburg and Garcia as a back metric for this episode? Yes. Yeah. And, and like I said before, if you haven't listened to those two, get into it. The Ginsburg, we're going to be getting into more beat poetry stuff. Ginsburg is part of what we're calling the Goof Troop series. Yeah, dog. I believe next we'll be doing either Kerouac or Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So we'll see where that goes. A lot more shit to talk about. So over time, Helms, or Chet, became the founder and manager of the Big Brother and the Holding Company. Whoa. Mm. Now. That is the band that made Janis Joplin anything. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Big Brother and the Holding Company. Big Brother and Holding Company. Keeping it regular holding and then I squeezed. It sounds like a bad video on the internet. Now, Big Brother and the Holding Company was already an established rock band. Sam Andrew, the guitar player, originally the vocalist, but they threw Janis into the mix to try to get something new. Oh, yeah, so she was, like, kind of the token female singer. Kind of, in a way. I mean, she did have some soul, and it was a different thing going on, so I'll give it to her. All right. I mean, I'm not crazy about it, but it works. Janice's first trip to San Francisco was totally fucked, though. She became a floor-crashing speed junkie whore, but the sensible side of her forced herself back to Port Arthur for a bit to clean up. So she did go to San Francisco, got super fucked up, hooked on all kinds of speed, went back to Port Arthur cleaned up, and then Chet reaches out and goes, hey, I got this band. And without a second thought, as hippies do, she left. Because it's all free, man. Like, you know, I felt like my mind was expanded when I was fucking cracked out of my mind. Cracked? Freedom. Freedom. Well, speed, dude. Yeah. 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 Speed is totally different. I mean, speed is better with brake core anyway. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. A big brother went on to become the house band at the Avalon Ballroom, playing progressive style of instrumental rock. Helms had contacted Joplin, who at the time was considering joining another band called the Rocky Erickson of the 13th Floor Elevators. What? Yeah. No! No! Yeah, no, no, it was the time. What are the it was Rocky the time Boys track. of the 70s, 60s, 2s? What are we talking about here? People didn't know how to 
name anything. Wait, but if you were gonna try to do that brand band abbreviation, it'd be like L M N O P Q R Q seven four. Yeah, that's exactly what it'd be. You those, know what I mean? You're those, really good. Now at those that. are just numbers and letters, Travis. I don't even know about those. But Tom, anyway, I'm saying this is stupid say name. Just say alphanumerics. Stupid, uh, stupid, stupid. Just name. say alphanumeric. Well, anyway, she decided to shack up with Big Brother. She was on Big Brother. She went over to San Francisco from Austin, Texas, and de- debuted with Big Brother. Big Brother. Re- Big, Big, Br- Big Brother at the Avalon on June tenth, nineteen sixty six, and that is where Janis Joplin, as a professional musician, begins to tick off. Lovely. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, uh, a crusty shit fueled ascension to almost what? I don't know. Mm, we're going to find out. We're well, gonna step in it. So she came back to F- Fort Arthur. Mm-hmm. Port Arthur. Whatever it is. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. And uh, so she cleaned up, but then she's automatically back on fucking all these speed and, and hippie drugs. Very dangerous. She, she took it slow. She got back into Swer- drugs. Working her way back in. Yes. She got back in there. But it was first go be with the band, and then it was mostly drinking. Janice was never not a big drinker. When she was sober, she was still kind of drinking. Yeah. Similar to uh, Hank Williams, but not as vicious. Right. She Ooh. wasn't waving a gun around. Right. Um, well, I, we'll, maybe we'll find out. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, maybe we'll find I out. I just jumped to Gatling gun dual-wielded <laughs> with a bazooka. <laughs> like, where's the Miller? I'm like, holy shit, Janice. Put this. Mm. Now, Big B- Brother blew up. Bringing Janis Joplin to the spotlight in San Francisco. Right. It didn't last that long. It only was late 66 to early 68. Oh, okay. But everyone was like, oh my God, free love, this is a woman doing it. To me, it's a little backwards. What about like Mama Cass and shit? There was other women. That was the other exception. Mama Cass was big. Not, yeah. Well, physically and you know, <laughs> with her clothes. Oh, hey, whoa, hey, zing, ah. It's no. funny, bad. But, she like, was, there was other women, though. She this wasn't the first. She was one of the first to do that style of vocal that she did. Oh, uh, okay. If you heard it on a recording, there were times where it sounded like a guy was doing it. Yeah, what's the style called? Just It was really like her emulating blues singers more, with, like, a lot hmm. of guts. Hmm. It's like hmm. Robert Plant. No, not... Really, but he sounded like a woman. Yeah, I mean, he sounded like a woman because he did that like oh, falsetto. Yeah. Hi, oh, Ipsinia. I knew. Why did I know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Robert Plant has his own thing going on. Backwards, yeah, but that's fine. Backward. Mm. So she, Janis Joplin, leaves Big Brother in '68. Mm. Now keep in mind, she's only been in the band for like a year and a half, and she's gotten a lot of money out of it already. Okay. She's like crazy. Everyone's like, this is the best thing. But I don't know. She left. She thought she was hot shit. Yeah, oh, she's okay. like, fuck you guys. I'm bigger than you. The split from the band was not a good one. The band, mostly Peter Albin, who was a bass player, and James Gurley, the other guitar player, didn't approve of Janice being hot shit. Everyone was being a dick to each other. Mm. On the accounts of anyone who spent time around the band, no one was really a good guy here. Everyone was being dicks. And Janice was full of herself. And the other two felt like total dingbats, pulling all the weight and not being recognized as the brains. Mm. So So it sounds like one of those band situations where no one actually really wants to work together. There's no 
creativity really being like spread for Janis Joplin's career. This is the best music she's ever made. Yeah, Keep but it mind, doesn't sound like they're they're they don't they're get along. Synergizing. synergizing. No, they're not synergizing. But the right. music is still there. You don't always need people to get along to write good music. All right, like Ooh, ke- chemistry. Chemistry is like it's good to have, but sometimes people are like absolutely in love with each other and just make garbage. You know, like right. Yoko Ono and yeah, Lennon. And, oh God. Mm. Well, we might get to that. <laughs> yeah, that's the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And for the most part, Janice didn't write shit. She was a monkey. Right. Mm-hmm. She write her own lyrics? Nope. Oh. Wait, so she was ghostwritten. She was pretty much ghostwritten for the most part. Mm. Now, I know she wrote a couple songs. I'm, I didn't go into, I didn't try to find what they are, but most of her lyrics were written by other people. Wow. The Big Brother guys really were what made her. And okay. she decided to leave because she had that aegis. Yeah, the oh, e- it's a bad thing to have if you artist. Yeah, if you artist, no don't e- want aegis. No aegis <laughs> if artist. Yeah. Yo, you be Iggy, you know not want to do. Excuse me, got aegis, can't be he. Put, put <laughs> that, you put that shit out at your next garage sale, man. You don't need that. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the point of the story where she puts acid tablets into her anus. No, Travis, they go on the inside of your eye tabs, you amateur. No, into her anus. Eye tabs, I would not be surprised. It probably she boofed acid. Mm, no, I'm going to quote you on here for thesis. Theses for theses. Yeah, Janice Joplin may have or may not have boofed anus. Drug. You heard you it. Heard it. You heard it here. She boofed a seed. Maybe or maybe, maybe not do it. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the most yes. passive wish. She was seeing that brown elephant. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh. Uh, here. It's a brown mm-hmm. elephant. Lucy elf. in the sky with brown elephants. Brown Diamonds. No, brown elephants, dude. Uh, uh. LSBE. Shut up. After splitting from the holding company, Janice formed a new group. It was called the Cosmic Blues Band, spelled K-O-Z-M-I-C. So regular, just with a K. Yeah, stupid. It was composed of a bunch of studio musicians and one of the guitar players from Big Brother who went along with her. This was not received well by her audience. The Cosmic Blues Band, on top of being a shitty band name, wrote some really, really shitty songs. Yeah. The chemistry was also terrible. It was a bunch of... was chemistry still with a K? (laughs) (laughs) The chemistry Yeah dog That's sick dude You spell things with Z's and you spell things with K's So dang So cool You just can't do any alliteration with the K's Once you get to like three (laughs) So the chemistry was also terrible Since it was a bunch of studio musicians They had no real attachment to it Other than the paycheck And a lot of them just like skipped out After doing a few shows Because it just sucked so right. it was a rotating door. No one was there to do the Cosmic Blues Band. Right. Blue anuses. What? I mean, that's that's like an eye-opener to me, though, because this whole, like, free love hippie movement, Well, and it's just like studio mus- musicians. Even though it wasn't received well, it wasn't received well until her first album came out. Okay. It was released September 1969. Super sick. It was certified gold later, mm. but... Didn't match the success of the album she had done with Big Brother, which was called Cheap Thrills. That's where we know most of her music from. Like, gonna catch another tip of my penis, baby. That's the one. That's the one. That came from Hot Thrills? Cheap Thrills. 
Gonna touch another tip of my yeah. oh, oh, oh. So that uh, their shitty, yeah, her shitty album with Cosmic Blues Band. Uh, no one cares for it, even yeah. to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will if you're really into Janis Joplin. Now I know this is one that I hope a lot of people get their their tits all twisted about mm-hmm. because people stand up for Janis Joplin because she was the forefront of a woman being in rock and roll, which is fair. I'll give that to it's her. It's interesting. But also, that most of her material is pretty bad. Mm. It's not like... It's a pretty short-lived career. Right. One in every, like, three songs was listenable. The right. rest were kind of just <laughs> like... Yeah, right. I, I mean, it's interesting that you said that that was done... Gonna touch a little tip of my heart now, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that you said that that was done by a different band, because I always thought that was just Janis Joplin. No, it's... It it was Big Brother and the Holding Company, and Janis Joplin was the front. But I feel like nowadays you hear that song, and they'll just say it's Janis Joplin, right? Because those guys who I'd mentioned before, the bass player, whatever right. the hell his name was, and the guitar player who were mad at her, they they saw how little credit they were getting because they they wrote the song. Right? She didn't okay. do dick. She, she just, just sang got up it. There, she said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So this is a front person getting too big for her britches. Yeah, and like I said before, she left that band because she was like, I could do better. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with these assholes. But in reality, she really couldn't do much better. Right. So, you know, here we go. Clingy. It's it's an Aegis. That's pretty. It's a lot. Big Eegy. Big Eegy. Let's talk about some other weird things before we get into her last band and some of the other stuff. Mm. Let's talk about her and Jim Morrison. Oh, like Dory's? Yes. Like no. Dora the Explorer? Well, Jim Morrison from The Doors and Janice had met in 1967. They never really liked each other. The hippies of Hate and Ashbury thought The Doors as the Hollywood version of Big Brother. And that's funny because they're actually kind of talented. They are. Yeah. I mean, I think The Doors... I, I, you, wouldn't, I like, wouldn't say that Big Brother wasn't talented. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, The Doors... I don't know. Maybe that's partial. Maybe that's like objective, you know, objective thing. But like the it's, doors, it, no, it's totally subjective. Right. When it comes down to it, it's subjective shit. I don't think the doors are a bad band. I don't think Big Brother's a bad band. But the type of hippies that we're talking about were like, "Oh, you like the doors? Well, you like the fucking fake shit." Yeah. Big well, okay, that's that fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah. real San Francisco stuff. Right. That's the kind of attitude we're looking right. at. Right. Rough. That's fake, bro. I don't care. You like like whatever you want, but when you're that kind of person, you can suck a whole egg out of a sock. Yeah. I mean, that there's a special there's a special suction cup for you in hell. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be on your anus. Yeah, it's made by Bad Dragon. To Ooh. quote the band Grim Reaper, "See you in hell, my friend." <laughs> a lot of people saw Janis Joplin as the female version of Jim Morrison. And that did not go over well for Janis Joplin. Mm. So she immediately resented him. So one of their last encounters was basically doing what any set of hippies who don't like each other would do. They slept with each other. Oh, (laughs) that must have been disgusting for both of them. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be just greasy. I mean, keep in mind, Janis is a she's a stingray of a woman. (laughs) Very, very flat faced. Oh, I'm surprised that they didn't just, like, go for that penetration, just, like, slip right off. Well, I did, I, you know, uh, this this episode's <laughs> not about Jim Morrison. We are going to have a Jim Morrison oh, episode. Yeah. Oh, But okay. one thing I did find out about Jim Morrison is that he liked anal. 
a lot. Oh, he's an anal man? He was always after butt-fucking. Is that a bad thing? How do we feel about this? Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh, he was rock star status and would just kind of throw it at people. So, me too, Jim Morrison, you know? Well, I'm just saying, he tried probably tried to go for anal Janice and just, like, slipped right off. Well... It's greased. It's so greased. But to, <laughs> quote, to quote Janice, quote, I don't like Jim Morrison. He was okay in bed, but when we got up the next oh. morning, he asked for a shot of slow gin. Now, being the alcoholic that Janice Joplin was, slow gin was a pussy drink. Yeah. I've had slow drink. That's honest. I like that. Well, it's fine, but it's also kind of silly. But let me tell you Janis Joplin's drink of choice, and maybe this will contextualize it to bullshit. Her drink of choice was Southern Comfort. Yeah. Slow gin and Southern Comfort. Same Uh. fucking... It's the same bag you're talking about. The same same grade of of college liquor. Like, it's just sweet shit. Mm -hmm. That's fine, I guess. If you drink Southern Comfort, you're a peen. I feel like I feel like it slow, has its moments to pull off. I, I feel like. like slow gin is way more classy than Southern Comfort. Janice was never seen without Southern Comfort after that's the age terrible. of like seventeen. That's bad. When it's your when it's your staple, that's that, bad. That's it. It should be your guilty cheat thing. No, she was constantly drinking. Yeah, that's that bad. Syrupy ass. Yes. All right. So flashback. Flashback. <laughs> is that what that sounds like, Travis? Yeah. Flashback. Uh, How far the, back did we go? The year is uh, 2005, maybe. All right. 2005. Okay. Tom and I, we're, we're drinking in a parking lot. Are you 21? No, we are not 21. Hmm. 17 or so. 17 or so. Hmm. Hmm. Someone pulls out some Southern Comfort. Hmm. And everyone takes a swig. We're like, oh, shit. Someone brought some liquor, dude. It's fucking badass. Trying to get up on that liquor. Trying to get up on that liquor. In a car. So we're all taking swigs. Someone passes it to Tom. Tom takes a swig. Instantly puked. Like all over his shoes. I was going to say, what did you ruin? Shoes is a bad choice. Yeah, right all over the shoes. I watched. And like, I don't. Like you you only took, you only took like a little, like you took a shot. But your entire your entire week came out of your mouth. <laughs> Even stuff you thought you digested yeah. reverse osmosed yeah. up that trachea. Trachea? This is true. I won't deny it. In fact, I will tell you even more about my dislike for Southern Comfort. <laughs> On my 21st birthday. How long ago was that? Well, I'm 30 now. So a decade. That is, that is nine years ago. About. I went out, I think, with a similar group of boys. Yeah. And our friend Matthew. Buys us shots at mm, Mary Carroll's, the first lad. bar I'm allowed to go to legally. Oh, yeah, I was there, and I wasn't legal, but... We snuck you in. They snuck me in, because yeah. we're, like, two days apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, young Matthew, he orders us a round of beverages, and we all get our southern comforts. Oh, mm. lovely. So I'm like, how bad could this be? So I take that shot, and immediately the puke rises to the back of my throat, and I... But gentlemanly... I go, excuse me, beg your pardon, <laughs> and I walk out the back door of the bar, around the corner, and throw up in a dumpster. This is the first drink of the night. Good for you. Great. You're you're, you're totally polite. Totally gentleman stuff. Good. The bouncer at the back door watched it happen, and as I went to go back in, he said, "You had too much to drink." It was my first drink of the evening. Yeah. We had to go to another <laughs> bar. I I was I, I can't get back in on did my you, birthday. Night. I remember did you, that. Did you try? I told him I explained it, and then he said, How did you I explain don't, it? As best I could. 
Yeah, I said, look, I, I took a shot of something, and the guy said, I don't care. No, you just sold we me out. You're like, look at that dickhead. He's not even 21. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I just went somewhere else. I would have yeah, tried to be else. like, I had a pickleback. It was it went down the wrong queue. Excuse me. This was before picklebacks were popping. Yeah. Which is why he would have believed. This is he, that's why he would have punched me in the face. If I if I said one more word to the guy, I saw him just like, get out of here, boy. Oh, veins were popping. That's interesting. Yeah. Is this a gentleman that still works there? No, he doesn't work there anymore. Interesting. Let's go into two things that were big for Janice. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, sex. she was considered a slut. Yeah. But in all fairness, she was a slut. <laughs> she she loves sex. Yeah. Which is fine. No judgment. What You're, a fucking human condition. Oh, oh, oh love sex. She's yeah. banging around. I'm all cool with that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's great. But you, she let, me, let me guess. You think you're brave because of that. Yeah, well, that's yeah, quite the statement. <laughs> but she also liked heroin. Oh, she that's did, a statement. Yes, she did a <laughs> lot of heroin. It was on and mm. off, but it was her bag. I feel it might be named after her. Like, mm. she was the hero of heroin. She was the hero. Yeah. Wait, hold on. So... You might get into this. Maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit. All right, I'll tell you. Uh oh. But uh, so she's a slut. She's banging. She's banging around. She's banging around. Mm hmm. Jim Morrison did it in the butthole. Most likely butthole. What does that sound like? But that was a butthole sucking, sucking a dick. What species? Uh, but anyway, so uh, did you get pregnant? I mean, the, I feel like free love is, you know. Free love, you're not fucking bagging it up. She had pregnant from butt sex? Is no, that what no, 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 no. I'm not what, asking. Is that the question? Cody, I'm not going to my that. ear holes. Cody, I'm not asking. I need that. a break. I need a break. I'm not asking. I need that. a break. That's called a butt baby. And break? yes, I can impregnate myself with a butt baby. But anyway, I can impregnate myself with that. But no. I'm just saying, like. She never had no child. She never had no child. How? Was she using protection? I think everyone pulled butt it out. Butt sex? All right. When you're doing free love, you know, like, a baby might cost something. Free love also yeah. comes with shoplifting. Free loading. You can't shoplift that much. It's free love and free loading. can't shoplift a, uh, a baby character. It's a fine balance. Every day. Fine okay. balance. That's all I want to know. Okay. So, based on a few accounts, when she was on the heroin, her sexual appetite was downright frightening. Mm. Oh. Ooh. You see, when you're on heroin, it's very difficult to come to orgasm. Yes. So she'd have people beat her, throw her out of oh. windows, hit her with tire irons while okay. fucking her. Okay. Like, that was the kind of sexual relation she had. The freer love. Are yes. you trying to get me sexually aroused? You like tire irons, Travis? Well, not you tire like, irons. You want to be thrown that's out of a window? That's, that's, a little, that's, a little, that's a little bit. Travis, let me that's a little bit too much. Let me defenestrate right, you let me in this fucking, basement. Let me backtrack a little bit. Backtrack. What I'm saying. She's like a little kinky. All Not right. tire and iron, though. Okay, kinky is one thing. When you can't feel your vagina, and all <laughs> you can think about is coming to orgasm, you're going to try anything. Yeah. Okay. So it gets dark. Give me that bear yeah. trap. Use your imagination, folks. This one is fucked. Lungers, mm. bear trap, needle nose pliers. That's so why are you trying to get off when you're just, like, Jeez, train spotting out? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, some people can be functioning heroin addicts. And they exist. I've always just seen heroin addicts just like standing in corners looking at their wrist. Functioning or something. Uh, well, no, there's functioning. I mean, like, I don't know. So the best example in media of a uh, what a functioning heroin addict is, is John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Mm. He shoots up mm. and then he's just driving around. He's not asleep. 
Right. He's on the prowl. Mm. He's ready to go pick up Mia, and he, but he's like with it. He doesn't have the like heroin stance. It's like being high on weed, but nothing's funny. Everything's comfortable. <laughs> and it's more expensive. Yeah, weed is way more expensive than junk. Yeah. Way more expensive. Mm. You get a $7 hit, they'll last you 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to whistle, it didn't work. Okay. I just blew into my windsock. <laughs> Digital whistle. Digital whistle. Make it, make it a slide whistle. Make it yeah. a... Start at the bottom, and so, then go to the top. Yeah, so I got one quote from Janice about her sexuality, which is... I hear rumor that somebody in San Francisco is spreading stories that I'm a dyke. <laughs> you can go back there and find out who it is and tell them that Janice says she's gotten it on with a couple of thousand cats in her life and a few hundred chicks and see what they can do with that. Decent. Decent response. Good retort. Yeah. I, I appreciate she's it. She's getting around. She's getting thousand, around. though. Yeah, thousand. yeah, but like totally it was an attack. That she, I mean, it was an attack. She acknowledged and sidestepped. So it was just yeah, like, she's but, a dyke, and, she, and she was like, "Indeed, thank you." Yep, it happens yeah. when you fuck as much as I do. Now we're gonna skip around a little bit. Now that we know who Janice is, I'm gonna tell you about something dumb. Does Janice something know who Janice is? Something that that struck me as uh, horrible. Janice had a beautiful car. Oh. Oh, yeah? It was a Porsche 356. One silver. 1964. You know what she did with this thing? Put flowers and shit all over uh, it. She yeah. felted it into a Muppet. She had it painted all psychedelic with some dumb mural of uh, idiots' faces. Okay, that can Pos- be executed good or bad. It's bad. Okay. No, that's going to be executed, executed only bad. No, this is garbage. Mm. This is... The the paint job reminds me of like um poor quality Honda Accord airbrushing. What what, like, what, but what a psychedelic yeah, color? What was scheme. I looking at? Was it like geometric psychedelic or organic psychedelic? Oh, geometric or? could work, but no. It was like a it was just like, it was, No, it was just dumb shit. It was a mural. It was like the side of a a hippie's wall. Yeah. But so like looks like the car. Yeah, it was done in all Sharpie. It looks like it. it looks yeah. like shit. Does it? Did now it have a decent the... palette at least? No, no, it had oh. stupid it was, palettes. There was like muddy red and oh. like yeah. shitty brown. Come on, like, Janice. Yeah, it was a garbage car, and it became identified like that was her only car, I believe, that she ever owned. I mean, she may have gone to own a PT Cruiser later if she she would have if she got if she there. lived. Now in nineteen, excuse me, I'm gonna fast forward just a touch. Sure. In 2015, the... Whoa, 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 whoa! 2015! <laughs> I'm just telling you about the Porsche. He prefaced this, Travis. I'm going back. Don't worry okay. about it. Well, 2015... Looper. That once belonged to a rock star singer, Janis Joplin, sold at auction this car mm-hmm. for $1.76 million. Ooh. Originally, it had been expected to sell for about 400000 Bono. Some Some idiot... Bono. Could have fed a bunch of children. <laughs> Is it Bono? No, it's uh, not. No, but that's what I see. That's what I yeah, see. Like, okay. you know, do you need this? Does anyone need this car? Somebody no. did. It's painted like shit. It's probably not taken care of at all. And I'm a s- auction bought it. Uh, collectors just One, ruined eight, me. Seven, seven, I think uh, we're just, let's, just, let's just say it's Bono. Let's just say it's Bono. It might be Bono. Yeah. But no. Let's get back into her career. Yeah. So by the end of '69, the the Cosmic Blues Band had broken up. So we didn't really even make it a year. Hmm. Ah, come on, guys. Janice wasn't done yet. Before starting her next project, she flew down to Brazil to sober up with a couple of friends. This worked. She was still drinking 
but she got off the heroin. Okay. I feel like back then it's like if you're drinking, you're not fucked. Yeah, you're just drink- you, yeah, everyone you're just drinking. Everyone was drinking. Everyone Yeah. But coming back to California, she began shooting up heroin again and also started her next band. Called the full, the full Tilt Boogie Band. Mm. I that like sounds that. terrible. Yeah, No, I like that name. Fuck you. It's better than the Cosmic. Yeah, it's true. Now, this project was received much better by fans, critics, and friends. Janice truly felt it was her band. This was the first one where she that. was able to work with the people and felt better about it. But like I said before, wasn't actually writing anything. So she... F- just felt like taking credit was just what she needed to do. Yeah. That is one of my pet peeves. When, like, there's a collaboration and someone tries to center it on themselves. That's her. Right. That's but like- also, she's putting up the money behind it. Because at this point, she's worth almost $3 million at, at this money back then from touring and shit. Uh-huh. So she's paying for it. All so right. in all rights, it is her band. But the fact that she's able to, like, feel like it's hers, it means that she doesn't know what it's like to run a band. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to make this analogy. You have a great burger, right? Everyone's had a great burger. What type? Doesn't matter where it is. Like good cheeseburger. Okay. Right? Sure. So like the prime, the prime aspects of that burger is that juicy fucking beef. The juicy beef. Why are you talking about okay. that? And then you got the premium cheese. Let's see where he's Yeah, where's why we talking about this? Right. You have the premium cheese on top. What it's kind? Gooey. What kind of cheese. Imagine your favorite. Your favorite cheese. Can it be Gouda and Fontina? It's Gouda. It's Gouda. With Fontina? With Fontina. Mm. And then you've got some nice caramelized onions. That's, those are like the drums. Can sauteed mushrooms sneak the on there? The sauteed mushrooms are on there, dude. Sauteed mushrooms are there. And you got fucking shitty lettuce on top. Can it's it like a, regular iceberg. Can it be a pretzel bun? Nope. <laughs> Does anyone really like those? No. But that's what I'm saying. Like... She is the lettuce on that band. Oh, can I just throw something in there? What kind of fucking analogy is that? That's a great one, dude. No, that's like one of the best analogies. It landed for Cody. That's Cody's sexually aroused by my. I didn't say that. Great, I got two hard guys in my basement. I didn't say that. (laughs) Fucking goddamn! I I didn't say that. I'm I'm not happy. I'm not a happy guy. It was a great analogy. I'm hangry, not horny. Well, there's a difference. Probably the best that, analogy in the show. Now that she's got her successful band, mm-hmm. Travis, you want to talk about burgers and bands a little bit more? You just did. Yeah, you want I did. To talk about more? Uh, okay, we can talk about more. So In-N-Out Burger is a, a burger that's on the West Coast. Uh-huh. I think the Shake Shack is a lot all better right, so than now that Janice... <laughs> hey! Now that Janice is all successful and stuff. She's done Woodstock. She's toured across... All of Europe and all this crazy shit. All of the Europe. Janice decides to go back to Port Arthur, Texas. Mm. To attend her 10-year high school reunion. Ooh. Okay. Now, she wanted to rub her success in everyone's face. She's Everyone who ostracizes her. Yes. And it didn't go so well. Mm. Oh. She arrived in Port Arthur, Texas, feeling like a cultural icon and an untouchable force of rock and roll. Look at me. She left there realizing she was an empty shell of a little girl who just wanted to be accepted. It's a pretty petty move by her part. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm going to play a clip from an interview that happened in Fort Arthur. And we're going to hear what she sounds like. Ooh, interview You're going to listen in this interview her going in gung-ho and very quickly realizing what she is doing there is petty. It's small. 
and she stoops. So she pulled a no cope 180. That's right. <laughs> 25 words or less. This is radio. Uh, sincerity and a good time. Are they finding it? I don't know about you, Daddy. <laughs> I'm fine. At least I'm having a good time. You know? I think they're looking for people not to lie to them. To people to come through with their promises, like politicians and parents. Oh, I can't say because you see, I live in San Francisco and you just can't Sounds get so into that. Mm. So there's not really a need to come here to lose. Oh, I come here pretty frequently. I come here once every couple of years. What do you remember most about Port Arthur? <laughs> uh, I don't Show really remember. Oh. Uh, no comment. Did you enter, did you entertain in high school at, at the high school when you were back here when you were in high school? Only when I walked down the aisles. I mean, no, I, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> no, I was uh, I was a painter and a, sort of a recluse in high school. I've changed. What happened? I got liberated. No, I don't know. I just started to sing, and uh, singing makes you want to come out. Whereas painting, I, I feel really keeps you inside, you know. And once I started singing, it just sort of, you know, made you want to talk to people more and, and nope. go out more. And, you know, your lifestyle becomes more yeah. a, a, put, okay. a, a come out, flow out thing instead of a hold in and be quiet. How were you different from your schoolmates when you were in TJ? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you ask them? You mean the people behind you? In other words, you, it, was they, it was they who made you different? No, I've... In other words, you were different in comparison to them, or were you? I felt apart from them. <laughs> Did you go to bad football games? <laughs> Ooh. I don't remember. Sounds, sounds a little shakier. Uh, I don't remember. I think not. I think not. I didn't go to the high school prom. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh, you were asked, weren't you? No, I wasn't. They didn't. I don't think they wanted to take me. <laughs> oh, wow. And I've been, oh, I've been shit. suffering for yeah, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough to make you want to uh. sing the blues. <laughs> How do you get along with your parents? P- pretty good. Well, they pretty. somewhere to go. Right, they went to a wedding. They had some We get along pretty, pretty good. Yeah. You ever seem surprised by your success? I think, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, because I remember, I remember me when I was young. Someone, somebody, some doctor told my mother that if I didn't quote straighten up, quote, I was going to end up either in jail or insane asylum by the time I was 21, right? So when I turned 25 and my second record came out, I think my mother sent me a congratulatory telegram or something, you know, that I had escaped the like No, I think they always had faith in me. They just thought I was, you know, misguided. <laughs> Didn't know the world would change. Do they still think that way? I don't know. They always talk about how exceptional you were, and they agree you should be there. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, mother! Really? She never told me that. Like, this is supposed to be an icon of feminist strength and free love, and she doesn't seem like she's comfortable at all. The 
the word that my subconscious was screaming is just like, this person is unbalanced. Take one step back. It, it, that's like what was going through my mind. Yeah. But luckily she wasn't in the room with us, so like I could stay in my chair. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the funny thing about this, though, is that like she showed up this 10, like I didn't go to my fucking 10 year reunion. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like my guys. All right. No, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. You go to your 10 year, but I didn't go. Well, but going, it's like going, she's gonna go. She's going, and she's going to like prove a point. Like, uh, you know, never go to prove a point. Yeah, yeah she's she, going to prove a point. Like, oh, look at me! I make records. It, and, it's like know. borderline malicious intent. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's fuck like you guys for not accepting. It's an me. attempt to put others down while you're like self congratulating. Like, yeah, but then it right. backfired on her. Exactly. Because, like, it's it, always you know. what happens. Yeah, yeah, I'll say this right now. Just so any listeners know where I'm coming from on this one, I feel really bad for Janis Joplin. Oh, me too. I, with the research I did, I was expecting to find more shit, but instead I found a really sad person. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, we'll make fun of anyone, we'll do our thing, but uh, I, I suppose just seeing someone break down like this. Right. It's, it's upsetting, you know. It and is it's upsetting, like, and, and yeah. also, also, it's kind of ironic, and it um, more of a statement on her fans, like they did not see this far into her. Yeah, they thought she was a strong, powerful woman, and at the end of the day, we're all vulnerable. But uh, you know, life is a basket of eggs, and you got to suck every one of them. I feel like every one. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I love sucking eggs, though. I and love sucking eggs. I love sucking eggs. Do but, like a good egg. Yeah, I'm a great egg. I love sucking all those Benedicts. But uh, I'm a Benedict Cumberbatch right now. Okay. Oh, you look all weird. Your it, eyes are uh, like, going real far. No, but uh, like, I I think when you do these, like, when you do these 60s, 70s people, it's like, Tom, that's like your, your wheelhouse Yeah. right now. You're going for these beatnik people. You're going for the hippie people. Mm-hmm. It's more on the fans than it is the actual person. Right. Because, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, the person can be kind of shitty. We saw that with fucking Jerry with, like, Mountain Girl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fucking Allen Ginsberg is banging children. Well, he's he's different because I don't really feel bad for Ginsberg. Well, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm saying I, I, I feel bad for Joplin. But at the same time, it's like there's so many people that, like, didn't really give a shit. Like, the fans didn't give a shit. They're like, oh, okay, you bluesy, free. At the, at the end of the day, you this know? shit is entertainment. Yeah. And I, I think I said something like this with the other episodes based on this time. It's really shitty when you have masses of people thinking this is a lifestyle that's worth living. Exactly. And not seeing it for what it is, entertainment. Yes, you had protests and, and anti-war songs. That's fine. That's a statement. Right. Cool with that. But... In the case of Janis Joplin, she's basically singing love songs and blues, and, and blues songs, and I feel really bad for her because yeah. this is what she's loved for. She uh, obviously her ego is totally out of whack, and she's fucked in a lot of other ways. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking doing the researching uh, on this one and and seeing how this was just a really confused person. Yeah. And it's almost a victim of circumstance because just everyone was Wait, doing like what a victim of circumstance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it up a notch. I'm a I'm a victim of circumstance. Yeah, she was because it's like everyone was doing like these ego like altering drugs, and maybe you know her personality was a reflection of that. Like, hey, like is 
like the, the, just, the distortion of ego back in the 60s was ridiculous. Oh, right. yeah. And uh, thanks to our listeners for getting a little serious with us. A little at this serious. But I like, it. I like it. As we like to do at the end of every Roast Mortem podcast, we talk about someone dying. Yeah! Where the fun kicks in. It always happens. It never stops. It's an umbrella of joy. And uh, have a a good time listening to it. Have a holly jolly death time. And in case you didn't know, oh my golly, you're gonna die. Cause your bitch... Oh no! I feel like that was such a desperate attempt to lighten this mood. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Baby. If you if you go to pop if you go to uh, no not Papa John's if you go to because he's racist if you go to Domino's.com you enter the code. Oh my God, Holly Jolly Boy! You'll get Guess a the discount spelling. pizza, 75% off. Just keep typing it in. Just try different spellings. In. Just try out yeah, different yeah, spellings. Yeah, Travis. The pizza itself is seventy-five percent off. You just there's just two slices in a box. Yeah, well, you know, just call me. All right, well, call Travis if you need help with that code. There you go. So let's talk about Janice's final days. Janice checked into the Landmark Motor Hotel in Hollywood, August twenty-four, nineteen seventy. Now this is near Sunset Sound Recorders, where she was beginning to rehearse and record her new album. During the sessions, Japlin. 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 Japlin continued a relationship again. with her latest fiance, Seth Morgan. Now, she was never married, but I think she had a couple fiancés or uh, ties, if you would. Yeah. She had relationships, but also free love, fuck anyone you want, as long as it's not a pine cone. Well, yeah, they, eh. use, they use pop, they use potpourri as the condang. Yeah, the condang. They shove the potpourri up there. Mm-hmm. The patchouli potpourri. Yeah. So the last recording that Joplin completed on October 1st, 1970, was Mercedes-Benz. Oh. And it was for her album Pearl, okay. which was also a nickname of hers. She Pearl went by Joplin. Pearl? Yeah, uh, I guess she... It's a, it's like kind of a suiting nickname because pearls are very plain. Boring. They're very boring looking. Also, like I was thinking of the book, The Pearl, which is one of the most boring books ever written. I never read that one. Also, they're both like... They're it. both end products of mucosal processes. What's a mucosal, dude? Is it like mucinex? Let me get a little yeah, science like muco- on this. Like mucus. What? You know what a pearl is, right? No. A pearl is a foreign body that entered a clam, and the clam coated it with its, like, juices so it wouldn't hurt the clam. That's gross. Why did you put that around your neck, dog? Because it's pretty? Because it's... The term is pearlescent. All right, I'm just saying, give me a week. I could pick you a pearl. Okay. Where are you picking the pearl from, Out of my nose, dude. That's not... It's pretty. Well, let's get back into Joplin. Yeah. On Sunday afternoon, October 4th, 1970, producer Paul Rothschild became concerned when Joplin failed to show up to Sunsound Recorders for a recording session. Apparently, Joplin has always been very timely. Mm. She may have... That's not what I expected. Yeah, she she did fuck around a lot backstage. She caused some hell. She actually was arrested at one point for something that happened at a venue where she was telling people to fuck the place up. At one point, like only one arrest record on this. Only one arrest on the record, but it's really not that interesting. I read into it and 
basically what happened there was a show at a theater and people were standing on the seats and she mm-hmm. got she got mad at the the venue owner because they said that they were responsible for destroying it and she went on the microphone and was just like yeah stand on the seats have a good time and she got arrested uh, for liability yeah some Silly. shit like that so Silly. it's not really come on so john cook her road manager at the time went to go check up on her mm. pulled up to the hotel he saw her car was there so he's like all right she's still here opens the door after getting the key from the room area Mm-hmm. The uh, main, uh, what is that called? The reception. Lobby. The room area. The room area. <clears throat> and John found Janice Joplin dead. Oh, why? What was she doing? She had overdosed on heroin. Oh, uh, heroin. Yep. Come on. Now, Are you an amateur? Well, apparently, it's one of those mistakes. Yeah. You see, uh, heroin addicts who get clean and then go back to heroin don't understand uh, initial doses. Drop like a fucking fly. Yeah, when man. you get cleaned, you can't handle as much yeah, as you did. Yeah, you can't blast your arm with a billion. When you get right. clean, you're just done with heroin. Yeah, well, that should be the way that I you mean, look at it. No, no, like, phys- from a physiological standpoint, you are done, else you die. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know if you're drinking heavy for, like, a couple months, and then you stop drinking for a few weeks, and you have a beer, and then on your second beer, you feel it, Hard. I mean, what? I get that, but like having that won't kill you. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's not gonna kill you. <laughs> just imagine that to death. Right. Yeah. Okay. At nauseum until death. Well, that and also, Cook believed that Joplin had been given heroin that was much too potent than normal. Bullshit. As several of that dealer's clients were found dead that week. So this was heroin was that could have could have been cut better. Mm. It was too potent. It not was too much straight up heroin. Not enough. Yeah. Uh, it's still bullshit, though. Well, it's still bullshit, but I mean, a bunch of the other people who bought heroin from this dude died that week. Something's wrong with the heroin. There's something That's wrong with my that. logic. Something's sounds. wrong with but you putting bullshit into your fucking vein. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. always, of course. <laughs> but it seems like it's it's not an isolated incident. Look, if That's- it isn't, look, boys and girls, if it isn't pepperoni, don't put it in your vein. Oh, okay. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's a tip. Pro tip. That's a tip of pepperoni. Yeah. So that's Janis Joplin. Now, there's a lot more. As with everyone we cover, there's other things we can pick on. Yeah. But we're painting a picture here. Just doing a little pee pee in. Little pee pee, yeah. Yep. Well, I think Janis, I feel like she's a little bit of a poser. She's definitely a tryhard. Definitely hard. a po- tryhard. She's try somehow hard like poser. an original poser, which confounds me. Yeah. I, and then, like I, like I was saying, I feel like the main shit goes back to the fans. You know what I mean? I feel like we all know somebody who we can see them trying too hard. Yeah. It We're, hurts me when I see that. It hurts me a lot, too. I'm like, I'm yeah. sad my compatriot is struggling right. to the it, point where he needs this. Yeah. Right? Not being honest with themselves. It's sad. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's, that's it, it is. At, at the root. Yep. I yeah. mean... Also, another thing, like, uh, I had a good point and I forgot it. Remember, you uh, fucking best joints just turn to butter between your fingers. I'm junkity. Come here, you poop head. Where'd the pedial? Oh, Spider Man. Didn't move. I feel like Travis's point was Spider Man. Yeah, I feel like if she was a Spider Man, she'd be better than good. With a very good voice. A very good Spider Man. Very much responsibility. (laughs) 
I was wondering. Uh, I was I wondering really good, how you two really good point fit racism into this. Well, you I'm know, just what? like Janis Joplin's from fucking Texas. Let's uh, <laughs> the boys can't be racist tonight, and it's just like, oh, oh, no, but it's Jenna, oh, Jenna, with, with two minutes to go. Janis Joplin, right there, Betty Goose, she sing about the heart. Moho, moho, uh, moho, sing a little hard, baby. Daily <laughs> recommended value of embraces. I uh, sing a little bit of heart, baby. I'm so much. Wait, hold on. Can we go to a like? Well, I feel like we need to record this. We need to go like Little Korea in New York City, Little Korea, and like do a karaoke thing and just like do some of the people we've covered. Let's go rent a room. What out. do you mean? Yeah, yeah like the wait, rent a room. What do you mean? Thing? Do people we cover? Well, we can karaoke. do. We could do Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Oh, we the musical do, side of it. We could okay. do Liberace. Yeah, Liberace. We could do uh, Hank Williams. Hank it will. It's basically everyone Tom's little done. peep. Yeah. Oh, wait. We didn't get there yet. Nah, he's not interested. Nah, he's not really. He's just did a lot of drugs. For the record, Long. we won't be covering little peep. He's not interesting. Yeah. He's dead, but not interesting. Nope. Yeah. That's the worst thing to be. <laughs> yeah. Dead and uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a weird fart, dude. Hell yeah. That All right, fart so that, is dead and uninteresting. That would conclude the roast mortem coverage of Janis Joplin, the tryhard stinky hippie. It's good. I yeah. liked it. You guys, I, did you guys like my research? I loved it. I, it was by it was it left me in a bipolar state. I, I felt for her, but it was just like you can't you can't do that. You can't expect that. But it's just like. You got dealt bad hands every now and then. Oh yeah. So my point, I remember now. Oh, after God, all these, thank you. how after long ago time, was that? And I what don't know. It? it was like forty-five minutes ago. I was like thinking about it from the beginning of the episode. I hope you forget again. <sighs> what was it? What you got, Travis? No. But what I was gonna say is that like I only know all of her songs by Janis Joplin. That's the thing that I, that's the thing that I really don't like. Right. Because she was in all these different bands. She's an attention whore. Yeah, she was in all these different bands. And, like, I don't like that about people now. Like, you know, um, Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Let's put that out there. Why? Why? Well, because it's known as Dave Matthews Band. Right. Okay. Right? He doesn't mention, like, or like John Mayer or whatever. It's the people that just do just their name. Okay. As much as I don't like Dave Matthews and I don't like John Mayer... At least they're writing their own stuff. Well, no, I agree with I'm that. Not- no, I think the point that I'm trying to say is like nowadays you just hear about those Janis Joplin songs and you don't hear about that it was an actual band. I just thought that she was like known as Janis Joplin with the backing band, but with the backing band. But yeah, all the shit you know, she didn't write. Right, she didn't write that shit, and also like, like, I, like no one knows about those bands. Yeah, the vibe I'm getting yeah. is like, imagine if a band. Was named after their tambourine player. Well, and, how, uh, and how absurd that that's would sound. Different. No, that's a, little, I mean, that's a little different. Yeah, I took it to the extreme yeah, there. I like, get that. Imagine, like, imagine if a band named itself after the cowbell player. But that's the point I'm trying to get at. Is like, you know, Janis Joplin. I did not know a single band that she was in. Yeah, I mentioned those three bands, Big right. Brother, Cosmic, and whatever it was, Flat Top Tony and nope. the Dickholes. Yeah, None Stinky Boys and the Child Clowns. Yeah, I forgot the name because I don't have the script in front of me anymore because I move quick because oh. I'm ready to go. Yeah, but it's like you don't know any of those anymore. You no. just know Janis Joplin. Lost no, actually, time. Big Brother still plays now. Really? Yeah, Breaking. they reformed after the breakup. 
Cool. And um, I believe the original guitar player who was the singer, he's doing vocals now. Well, they should just give up because they're too old. Go to sleep. You don't know they're too old. They can be they're, 18. They are too old. And they're they're not they are real. They're old. Go to sleep. Okay, well, everyone who's old out there, we love you. And yeah, the I love that too. Get, get, a, get a good night's rest. Yeah, on, get a good night's sleep. On your PD... Stop pretending you're fucking 12. I fucked <laughs> fuck my thought up. Well, where's I going? Oh, get well, us out of here. You know what I'm going? Uh, thanks very much for listening to the roast mortem coverage of Janis Joplin. I am Tom Saltman. You can follow me at Saunched, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. My name is Travis, parentheses, Reggie Boy no, Lee. No, 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 you can follow me at Travis Legion with two E's. I am Cody McCann. You can follow me on the Twitter at Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-W-L-E. What? You don't know how to spell your name, dude? You just have your name as the fucking handle. C-O-D-Y, C-O-D-Y, M-double-C-A-double-N. And you can follow us. All right, no, 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 All right. He just threw his chair. All right. We do drink here. I know, but this is our friend that we do a show with. Sew it up. We're done And you can follow us collectively at Cast on Twitter or Instagram, or shoot us an email, and we'd love to talk to you. Oh, yeah. And uh, thank you, Shane, for listening. Thank you, boy. Creamy for being with us. Cody, you pissed? In a joyous way. Tell me, thank you, Shane. Tell me right to my face. Like, look me. No, 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 no. No, No, serious. Look me in the eyes. Thank you, Shane, motherfucker. You go to sleep now. If you like what you just heard, we'd love to hear back from you. Yeah! Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, that's at it. Roast Mortem Cast. Yeah, that's right. That's us. That's us. And if you tag us on either one of those social platforms, mm-hmm. we will write an obituary for you. You sexy corpse, you. Yeah, write in. We're going to write an obituary for you. Make sure you tell a friend. Give us a subscription. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. How you're doing, too. I want to know how I'm doing, how you're doing. It's just a good old... No one doing fest. Yeah. No one doing fest. That's right. Don't do it. Do it. Yeah. For me. Stick around right now for some obituaries and some outtakes. Here we go. Oh shit! Some people died. Ghost childs. All right. Now that Cody's leaving. Oh, we're still going. When the episode was over, but now you got to come back because Jason. We love you. We're gonna chase you away. What did they just listen Goodbye. to? Goodbye. Goodbye. You just listened to uh, slimy ass Janis Joplin. Uh, yeah, possibly uh, the saddest episode of Roast Mortem I need a ever. Shower. Yeah, pretty much. It was sad, and like she gave me a little piece of my dangus dog. Yeah, whatever that means. Uh, yeah. A little piece of my heart. Oh, I kind of want to hear that in a really deep voice. Like, give me a little piece of my heart now, baby. That would be yeah, very sexual. There. Sexual. Vaporwave. Like a Barry White. Do it. Try ba- Vaporwave and then go <laughs> jump off a cliff. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to recommend as a chaser to that episode, Alan Ginsberg, episode ah. 38. He's a little stupid weenie. <laughs> yes. They 
they were in the same time era, and uh, I believe Ginsburg was actually an influence in Janice and all of her folks' lives, you know? Free thinking, baby. Did they hang out and touch each other's holes? I would be surprised if they hung out, but I didn't see anything about it. Mm. Um, also, think- Ginsburg doesn't like women. Oh, yeah, he likes little boys. I forgot about that shit. Yes. Ah, go listen to the episode. Yeah, want to find out about a pedophile? That's weird. Go do it. And uh, we got the lovely Melanie Mode on that episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Very, very funny. Uh, premium Rush. Yes. So thanks again for tuning in. Yeah. Whoop.